Community Conversations with Community Centres SA. Here's Kerry Ackermans. Cost of living is impacting everybody, but even more so on those with lower socioeconomic background. It's become really important for us to see how we can assist people really struggling with their rent, with power bills, at the grocery store, everywhere they're turning, there's issues of cost of living impact. This week's podcast is part one of a two-episode special focus. In this episode, we talk with Sheila Millington, Community Connections Program Support Worker. We also catch up with Meredith Nelson, who is a Regional Financial Inclusion and Wellbeing Officer. We're talking to both of them about their role in assisting people with their finances. Then in our following episode, it's part two of our special edition focusing on insights into the cost of living crisis. We'll be speaking to Karen Hoppensetz from the South Australian Financial Counselors Association getting the broader perspective of where they are seeing the key cost of living impacts and also touch on gambling. Sheila Millington, you have been involved with community centres and around that sort of practice for some time now. Tell us how you first got involved. Uh, It was through Community Connections Program. I've been with the program two years now and aim is to get people who are isolated out into the community. So... Murray Bridge Community Centre has been a great help for that. So I'm heavily involved with that centre. And tell us about the Community Connections Program. It's a program to help people along a path. Sheila, what's actually involved with the Community Connections Program? So Community Connections Program is a DHS program that help people who are isolated. Fairly new program, been going for the last two years. And it's designed to help people who are socially isolated connect to the community. So the demographic is for people between 18 and 64 who are not receiving any help from NDIS or My Age Care. You can be self-referred or referred from other organisations and it's goal-orientated. So when I first meet you, we will sit down and talk about what goals you'd like to achieve in building up your connection with the community. Yes, it's a great program servicing many people. Sheila, have you found community centres are a great connection to do that because it's providing place-based? It gives somewhere as a hub? Yes. Recently, I've started the Chatty Cafe in the Murray Bridge Community Centre and there's people that are now joining the community centre that didn't even know it existed before Chatty Cafe. So now they're coming and I've got one gentleman who comes to Chatty Cafe who's now connected to five different community centre activities. So yeah, it's a great hub. So I'm talking to Meredith Nelson. She's a financial counsellor. Well, she's actually the regional manager. Meredith, you actually work across a few community centres and you are providing financial wellbeing counselling in the community. Tell us how that works. So we have uh, financial counsellors based in our community centres uh, in Berry, Mount Gambier and Millicent where we provide financial counselling. So we work heavily with a client trying to achieve some financial stability. We also in that space provide emergency financial assistance when people are in financial crisis. We here in the Murray Bridge itself, we do receive referrals through the the community centre here in Murray Bridge. We also do provide outreach financial counselling and emergency relief in Manham and emergency relief in Tail and Bend. So we work, we've been working with them for a number of years 
and uh, work directly with the centres. And the reason that I wanted to talk to you both today is because we know that cost of living is biting very hard. Offering these types of services and programs within that community environment can really make a difference. And Sheila, if I can ask you, we started talking about this and you told me about a fabulous program that you run and it's quite different to just having financial counselling. Can you walk us through what sort of work you've been doing in this area with the community? I um, do the Money Minded program, which is an ANZ uh, initiative to help improve people's confidence and skills and making decisions about managing their money. So it's a flexible program and I've run it over eight weeks before now and where we talk about saving, spending, budgeting, uh, getting people to think about their money and, and answer questions like, do you know how much you've got in your bank account? Do you know if there's any charges linked to your bank account? The needs and wants and and then the, also spending leaks as well, just them little things that you don't think are costing you much, but if you add them up, they add up to quite a lot over the year. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good program. And what I love about it is, is knowing that a lot of the people who come to our community centres, for a lot of them, they might look at financial counselling in the first instance and think, well, I don't have any money, that's not for me. But this can be a program or a way of interacting that puts them on the path of saying, well, if you do talk to a financial counsellor, that can help improve your financial well-being. That's right. They might be looking at it, like you say, I've got no money, I'm on a Centrelink payment, where am I going to get the money? But by doing the Money Minded, we can talk about where they can get extra help with food, uh, where they can help get help with bills if they can't pay them all in full. We can, you know, talk about money smoothing, where they can get emergency relief. If there's an unexpected bill, we can refer them through to the emergency relief at the different centres. And so, yeah, it's an introduction. So you get them talking about money because money's still a tricky subject and some people don't like divulging what they've got, but you can sort of break down them barriers and then encourage them to maybe come and see somebody to talk about it more. And that is a part of it, this is having that intervention beforehand to get some awareness and understanding and hope that you can do something because the, the great compound interest save a small amount and can be a big amount down the track and also not having those expenditure leaks. So Meredith, from your perspective, how are you finding people coming to you? Are some people a bit reluctant or you're getting referrals? We receive referrals, self-referrals and from other agencies. We would love to work more with people before they get into financial hardship. We see people from all walks of life and it could be a change in circumstances, marital breakdown, unemployment. It could be, you know, family violence. It could be um, people at risk of homelessness. So we work with them closely to try and get some financial stability. The majority of our clients are all reliant on Centrelink income and a number of them are in severe financial hardship. We don't help people who've got money to work out what to do with it. We are not financial advisors and we work closely with people. We are there to work with them for a period of time. We talk about short-term and medium goals and what they want to achieve out of the program. We see a lot of clients who are struggling with cost of living pressures. We work with them on um, everything from the usage of energy to talking to a creditor, you know, establishing a budget. We work with them with advocacy. Um, and, you know, we have a number of clients who actually use Buy Now, Pay Later. Using those services do place people in financial hardship because they currently there is no affordability assessment to obtain one of those short loans. And we have clients who 
have used that for basic necessities. We'd rather them come to us if they were really struggling for, you know, when we could support them with emergency relief. But we work very closely with them and we value the connections we have in community with our community centres in particular who refer to us. Referrals come from all sorts of services, early childhood intervention, homelessness services, community centres, the government, Centrelink as well. Do you think it's moving away some of the attitudes towards, as you said, it's not about investing money, it's about working with the money that you have right now. It's that everyday practical and that's what community centre partnerships do so well. Oh, for sure. We do not assist people with anything to do with investing money. That's not our role as financial counsellors. We are independent. It's a, it's a free service. You know, as I mentioned, you know, over 99% of people are reliant on Centrelink incomes, low incomes from all walks of life. You don't have to be a Centrelink recipient. We can see people who are, who may be working full-time. They've got mortgage stress or struggling with the cost of their energy account. And what's the reason people might not come and seek help? Is it because they haven't been in this situation where we're hearing that people are asking for relief from not-for-profit organisations and charities who've never sought it before? And that probably is a lot to do with mortgage stress and definitely around cost of living. Uh, I suppose in the last month we've seen about... In my space, about 15% of people who are new people we've never accessed before. But it is still the main cost of living pressures, food, fuel, those sorts of services, medical as well. We have not been seeing people who are struggling in the financial counselling space with their mortgage because the word is that people are continuing to pay their mortgage and let other things go. So they may be in arrears with council rates, their energy bills, water bills and the like. That's really good feedback to hear, Meredith, because we're all hearing all these things in the media, so it's good to see you're seeing it at the grassroots level. They're foregoing all of these other things in order to make sure they keep the roof over their head. And when you hear all of the media about homelessness, no wonder, because if you get forced into the rental situation, where are you going to go? You know, homelessness can be a range from everything from looking at eviction, it could be homeless uh, couch surfing at risk of homelessness, as well as, you know, being actually homeless. Yes. And are you finding that there are large percentage of this is women or is it males? Where do you think is the major demographic this is coming from? The, well, I can talk about, say, the last month and our, our female population were more prevalent than our male population seeking support right. and centrally income recipients. And no one's ever really very good at asking for help, but particularly women who just make it work, don't they? And when they can no longer make it work and when they have families, that's a very sad situation. People being able to walk in, it's really difficult for people to ask for help and community centres provide a welcoming environment, safe place to share their story. Community centres in a lot of situations and especially I know in our centres in Millicent and Mount Gambier and Berry provide a wrap round service where we can you share your story and you don't have to repeat it. Just explore that some more for me Meredith what do you actually mean by that tell us some more about that. Our community centre in Mount Gambier is a community centre we provide homelessness services we have um, we're close to relationship counselling, financial counselling, emergency relief and community connections program, as well as the community centres programs and activities they have. That's the same in Millicent, Mount Gambier and in Berry. We have place-based services. So if somebody comes in, we may be able to link them into a variety of support services. If we don't know where, if we don't have the service, we 
help them walk through the process of a pathway to another service. So it's very holistic, isn't it, by the sounds of it, Meredith? Now, Sheila, I'd like to come back to you about this because with the Chatty Cafe, of which uh, one of my team went up and had a look at and loved it, and I can't wait to get up there because some of my thoughts are that as much as what Meredith has outlined is amazing and people should be taking advantage, people are often still reluctant. What are you hearing when people get together and chat? Is that another way that we can get these messages across rather than a formal one-to-one, which some people may not feel comfortable with? Yes. The Chatty Cafe has taken off really well in Murray Bridge and people are making connections that they never had before. And they do. They do talk about a range of different subjects and affordability is one of the things and they share information on where to get different resources and also with our chatty cafe we provide all the tea and the coffee and the snacks so when they come to our cafe they don't have to pay for anything where if they were going to a cafe in the high street then they'd have to buy that coffee and buy that snack so that's one of the good things that I think our chatty cafe offers is that it's a free a free cafe. And Sheila, is that a facilitated discussion or one of the members of the volunteer or staff member at the centre there having that discussion with them? No, we're on the sidelines, but normally we let them have their own discussions about whatever comes up at the time. So we've got a group of guys who really love their cars, so they tend to just talk about cars. And then other people are talking about different things. So it does change depending on what day it is, really. So, yeah, it's everyday things they talk about. And it could be things like where the kids are going on the school holidays and things like that. And then cost of living will come up anecdotally, won't it, which is great because they're getting the social connection. But somebody who is involved with the services that we've been talking about today may be able to say, oh, you should go and talk to XYZ or why don't you go and have a chat to them or I think they do a program here for that. Yes, and of course we've got the bread cart at Murray Bridge. That's at a different site than Chatty Cafe, but we can talk about that. And we've also got a community barbecue that happens on a Tuesday that's run by another organisation here. So we've talked about that and said, you know, come down to that on a Tuesday and you can get free lunch. And then there's another one on a Friday and they're all sort of going, oh, yeah, well, we'll go to that one on a Friday. And then they meet each other on the Tuesday and they know each other because they've been together at the Chatty Cafe. So they see each other at the community barbecue and that's what's happening. They're, they're, They're swapping ideas. We've got a hub on a Friday where you can go and get help with food. So they're all sharing that information among themselves. And tell us about the bread cart. How does, is that there every day? Where do you get this bread from? Is it only bread? It is only bread. That comes from Woolworths and Baker's Delight and the community centre go and collect that and then they put it out, out the front and anybody can come in and get it. Nobody's asked, you know, what your situation is. They can come and help themselves. So I'll put to both of you, is, is there anything missing? What other resources do you need? How do we get these messages out there? And part of this is doing the podcast today. But what is it that you need help with to ensure that the right people are getting all the information they need? We do provide like a comprehensive list of the other resources, free resources, say in Murray Bridge in particular. And we have that at other sites where, you know, we might have bred down at the community centre, but we do know what other services are offering walk-in, walk-out services for, you know, it might be vegetables or fruit and veg or, um, and we do also have the food bank hub here in Murray Bridge. So there is a range of other services that do support the community without an assessment. Second bite comes here, we have that as well, and that goes to a couple of locations so people can access that 
free fruit and veggie and other items, which does alleviate the pressures on the household budget. Do you ever have situations, I can imagine, though, where demand outstrips supply? I mean, just for the food, the information around the financial, is it, is it getting overwhelming? Is it still manageable? There are peaks and troughs depending on the time of the year and clients and people's participant situations. We, we manage well and we ensure that we have enough to go around. That's great because it is very challenging, isn't it, when you're trying to meet all those demands. So for the Chatty Cafe, Sheila, do you think you could move that towards where it might be facilitated by someone who's working in the Community Connection Program as a facilitator? Maybe. It's still very new and growing. And we have got a few volunteers at the community centre that are doing a great job. So later on down the track, hopefully, I'll be able to step back a little bit. But at the moment, it's still my baby. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I still love the fact that it's the very first one in SA. Yes, well, it is. It's done very well. And we'll be promoting it as we are with this podcast. Well, thank you for joining me on the show today. It's been really informative and it's something that I really want people to think about if you know anybody in a situation who needs help or perhaps, you know, you may be able to evolve. So how do people find out more information about this? The Mallory Bridge Community Centre would have it on their, their Facebook Great. site. We are ACCARE's Facebook site. Quite often information is shared through the Community for Children Murrayland Facebook site, which has a comprehensive list all those activities that are happening within the community of the Murraylands on a very, very regular basis. So that's nearly like a one-stop Facebook site that we are always sharing information and so they are good resources for people to keep their eyes out on. That's excellent. We'll continue this focus on easing the cost of living pressures in our next podcast episode. Thanks for listening. These podcasts bring you stories from across the state of South Australia all of the great work being done in our communities and general topics of community interests. Feel free to share these podcasts with your networks and send us any feedback to info at communitycentressa.asn.au. Community Conversations. For more information, check out communitycentressa.asn.au.